welcome in. It is the Bench Warmers and Water Boys podcast. We got What's me, up, your host. We got John and Thatcher. Unfortunately, Daniel and Charlie are not here with us for Dang this it. episode. Sold so we out. have the three best people of the podcast sure. that are going to ball out for y'all. So I hope y'all are ready. Um, how are y'all doing? Energized. You're energized, Thatcher? How are you feeling, man? It's just mentally, mentally I'm energized, dude. I'm going to hit the wall here soon, so we got to keep it going, man. I'm On a scale it. of uh, the sloth from that one uh, animated uh, Disney movie or whatever it is to uh, Energizer Bunny. Nerd. Yeah, Zootopia. On the scale of a sloth and Zootopia to a uh, Energizer Bunny, how are you feeling right now? <laughs> dude, what, where's the median between? I'm feeling in between. I, What's I in know. between? Like Kangaroo I, Jack? Yeah, I'd say around there. <laughs> That's 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 pretty soft right there. That's fair. That's that. fair. Uh, baldness check. Uh, I'm the only one with hair in this podcast, so this is a true. Just losing it for being honest. Uh, hair what is definitely know, not what? a sponsor of this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but definitely a good mustache is, and I definitely can't grow one of those. So, congrats to y'all. Bosley doesn't work, so don't do it. I just I just think it feels good to have uh, the the worst looking man on the podcast and lock this this time the other weeks is kind of debatable but today yeah that's fair for this yeah. podcast i've got the the ugliest man in lock so yeah congratulations on that thank uh, you all right let's get into the news and notes for this episode injuries uh let's talk about dalvin cook um so he was pulled out of the game i'm not even sure what his injury was i think it was growing yeah. it was his groin. i think you're right yeah or he like had some... an mri and uh I expect him to miss this week uh, purely because the bye is coming up. And so he's just going to get two weeks to rest. And so I expect him to hold out. Plus Alexander Madison's going to ball out without him. So Alexander Madison's an incredible backup. So I, I think they said him, there's no reason not to. Yep. All right. Dak Prescott, man, this is unfortunate. Um, he is most likely done for the year. He had a compound ankle fracture, which takes usually between four and six months Um Usually it's going to be closer to the six month mark because that has to include rehab. So his, his injury might be able to heal, um, you know, within that, you know, 10 to 15 week time period. And then he's going to have to rehab after that. So um, there is a chance. I think that he could be back around time for playoffs. I do think no that they he's back division. for playoffs. No, I, he's I done for the he's year. Back. Yeah, no I, shot. He's coming back. Have y'all seen it? Did y'all see the injury? Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah. Dude, it yeah. was horrible. I, he did just remember, threw up a little bit. Did y'all yeah. hear Tony Romo saying, you almost hope it's a cramp? And then you're looking <laughs> at his ankle and it's like diagonal. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I was like, dude, Tony, that is not a cramp. And then That's Tony is the greatest. He sat up and he tried to put it back into place, too. That was like – Yeah, like, he like oh, bashed man. it off the ground. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing, man? I was like, I think – do y'all think this affects his career? I, I'm, that's a great question. Um, I've heard yes and no. I've looked into, I actually looked into it a decent amount. Um, cause me and my wife looked at the injury from several different angles cause we missed it live, but we looked it up. And then with that, I saw people already discussing if it affects his career as a quarterback, you're throwing off your ankles, off your legs, through your legs. It is his left ankle though. He, so it's not he's his also plant, a but... mobile quarterback. You right. can't get hit in the legs, though. Yep. They're getting chopped. I mean, you can't go high on a quarterback, so people are grabbing at their legs. You can't be grabbing at his ankle. Yeah. I don't I, know. If I remember correctly, J.J. Watt had a similar uh, injury with his knee, though, a compound fracture, I think, in his knee. And he came back, and he, he was healthy from that. Um, but, yes, He's I do see what you're talking about. He's also injury-prone, though. 
get out of here. Um, <laughs> uh, I yes. think honestly, Dak's young enough. I think he's going to bounce back. I don't know. I, but the, also I the difference between JJ and Dak though is one's defense where you're getting hit every play. Dak's a quarterback. You're not expecting to get hit every play and you need to be healthy. I think that he's yeah. in the perfect situation though. I think that this is one of those time frames where uh, he's probably going to miss the entire season. He would be ready if, you know, if the season was just a few weeks longer, I think, to come back and play. But obviously that's not the case. And so I think he's going to have this entire season and the offseason to get healthy. I think that, yes, there's a chance because he is a mobile quarterback. Uh, there's a chance that his mobility could be limited. But I do think that he comes back. Um, I think he's fine. I think if it affects his career in any way, it could be his shot at being the starting quarterback for the Cowboys. And this, and this is why. I think that Andy Dalton is one of the best backups in the league. I think he's True. almost as good as Dak, in my opinion. He's not mobile, but I think he's got the same kind of arm strength. Um, and so I don't think Dak is particularly impressive when it comes to his arm strength. I think he's relatively average, uh, definitely on the higher side of average. He just makes it up on the ground, I think. And so that's why I think Dak is a good quarterback, an above-average quarterback. But I think Andy Dalton is just once, just barely a tier below him. And so if Andy I, Dalton is able to come out and show that he can be successful as the quarterback of this team, then I don't know why the Cowboys would be willing to pay Dak Prescott $40 million a year because that's what it's going to take unless I Dak honestly, is willing to sign a small prove-it deal. I think Dalton may be good for the team. I think, and I've said this a couple other times, and I know I've said it to Charlie privately as well, is I think Dalton may be better for the team because they'll see what it's like with a different type of quarterback. They'll be able to see what it's like with a pocket passer, a true pocket passer, someone who's not going to go running, someone who's not going to scramble unless he needs to. That means they can make the most out of Zeke. That means their play actions are going to look fantastic. You can hand it off to Zeke. It's going to look like Jared Goff when, it, when they had Todd Gurley, when they're thriving. You mm-hmm. had to guard their run, so now they can get playoff or play action. It gets him his time. He's a fantastic pocket passer. He's got the best weapons he's ever had. I honestly think it'll be a fantastic chance for the Cowboys to look about how a different type of quarterback looks for their team. And I honestly think it might improve. I think Zeke will get more touches um, because he has to be the run to run, not Dak as an option. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that if Andy Dalton shows any kind of success, then I think that it's going to be a very, very big question unless Dak is willing to take a major pay cut. Uh, or maybe even sign just a one-year prove-it deal just to see if he is healthy and if he does make a difference compared to Andy Dalton. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye on Andy Dalton. He'll be one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, Kyle Allen had an arm injury. Uh, he has officially been cleared, so it, it does look like he uh, – uh, uh, Ron Rivera said that if he's healthy, he will be the guy. So I'll be interested to see if he does follow through with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, he went down for the game. Uh, and apparently he was cleared to go back into the game. I guess they just wanted to give Alex Smith a shot. Um, and we're going to talk about him in a second, so I don't want to jump the gun. But uh, let's move on. Cam Newton was officially cleared from COVID protocol this evening. And so Cam Newton will be the starter. I uh, just wanted to cover that. So he will be in the game. Um, okay, that's that's it for injuries. Thankfully, there's not too many injuries. Okay, Unfortunately, there was fun. a really they big injury. They finally start slowing down. Yeah. Unfortunately, Dak was the big headliner. Um, so hopefully and it's a bad one. Back. Everyone else looks like they're coming back, but Dak. Yep. yep. Poor guy. Uh, so let's, let's check uh, our clock on the free the team uh, check. Uh, Dan Quinn has joined the, uh, the worthy list of Bill O'Brien and coaches that have been fired this season, and rightfully so. Dan Quinn was on the hot seat last year. 
and was able to come back and win some games. Uh, he probably still should have been fired, but nonetheless, he's here. True. So now we're just waiting on Adam Gase and Matt Patricia. Patricia. So we'll see how the we'll see if the if the Falcons can bounce back without Dan Quinn. But uh, we'll I see. think the Gase situation is starting to look like Bill O'Brien. <laughs> he's releasing oh, Le'Veon. Gase he's letting worse. people go. I know he's worse. I'm just saying this is starting to look yeah. eerily similar to the Bill O'Brien situation where players just start leaving. Yeah. And he's yeah. cutting players. I was surprised Gates to leave. trade him. I was, I was expecting Gates to go first out of everybody. I mean, yeah, Bill sure. O'Brien made that bad pick, but a bad trade, I should say. But yeah, yeah. I let's one? see here. <clears throat> Sorry, go ahead. I, I personally so don't think that Adam Gates makes it to week eight and this is why they announced it today that adam gase will be taking over play calling duties for the team and so i think that um when he is calling plays and they inevitably fall on their face and lose uh the next two weeks um then i think that there's a chance he will be fired after one or two games of him calling the plays because then there are no more excuses um and Uh, and the blame has to be fully on him they came out and said he's on the hot seat from execs now and yeah. not just media trying to blow it up. It's officially yeah. he is on the hot seat. I'm I think Patricia makes it the whole year. I don't know why, but he's going to yeah. make it this year, possibly next year. Patricia, I think, will not be the coach next year, but I do think he probably makes it to the end of the year. And I, I'm going to call it now. Adam Gase will not be the head coach of the New York Jets uh, by the yeah. start of week eight, is Thank my guess. Goodness. All right, let's move on. Thankfully, there haven't really been any big changes with COVID. Um, so no game changes for now. That obviously could change, uh, especially mm-hmm. when we get closer to games. And also, there's no Thursday night football. So um, yep. keep that in mind. There's no Thursday night football this week. Um, okay. I didn't want to bury the lead too much, but Alex Smith, oh my goodness. The last time this man took a snap in the NFL was November of 2018 against the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. where J.J. Watt completely destroyed you his decided leg. to hurt the poor man. Alex yeah, Smith, his not, leg. not only was he in danger of his career being over, he was in danger of losing his life, mm-hmm. his life because of this injury. He had infection. infection and like so many surgeries. And the fact that he is back in the NFL taking hits, leading a team as the quarterback is absolutely unbelievable. Um, what do you think the minimum amount of work that Alex Smith needs to do to win comeback player of the year? I, I saw stuff that says regardless, he needs to win comeback player of the year. Um, whether or not he takes more snaps, I think personally, uh, I mean, I would love to see him be comeback player of the year, but I'd love to see him make, take more snaps as comeback player of the year because right now my comeback player of the year is Cam. Um, I mean, he, he didn't have the gruesome injury, but Cam is balling right now, yeah. um, minus the COVID sits. But I, you, Cam earned it. Um, I mean, Alex Smith, uh, God save that man, but he, he earned it as well. But Cam's been balling out. So I would love to see him play a little bit more before I just give it to him. Um, but right now, Cam is still my comeback player of the year. Yeah, I, I will yeah. say this. I think that Alex Smith is the best quarterback for the team, but I think mm-hmm. that Kyle Allen is the best quarterback for fantasy owners, for fantasy managers, because of the way that, um, you know, he's aggressive downfield. Alex Smith sure. is a little bit more conservative and doesn't really turn the ball over, but it doesn't throw for a lot of yards and touchdowns. So I will say that I, I'm on – I agree with you, John. I think that in regards to production, it's probably going to be Big Ben, Cam Newton, some of these other uh, high-profile names that uh, missed last year. Um, but – Man, I mean, I don't think anybody would be upset if Alex Smith won this award if all he finished no. on the year was like six completions for 35 yards. And he, no, this was would, the only time that he played. 
I um, think that everybody no would be impressed that. and happy nonetheless. So um, I think that if Alex Smith becomes the starter, then I think he'll win it. Um, but if this is all he's going to do, then it's going to it's probably going to end up going to somebody like Cam Newton. Well, Zach, next did you year have when we sign Shazier back, and he dude, oh my good, again. he did unfortunately officially retire. But I know I that would be that. incredible. But <laughs> no, I saw he retired. Years. It's, it's sad, but alrighty, uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, as of Tuesday night, was officially released by the Jets. Apparently, there was a little bit of bad blood. It was mutual. Um, so uh, we'll see if he clears waivers. I believe he. I believe he did already at this point. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday night. So um, I think he's probably cleared waivers, which means anybody, any team can sign him and basically can sign him for cheaper because he did have a $15 million price tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, tune in to our second episode of the week to hear uh, you know, our destinations that we think would be ideal for him. We go into depth on that, but we just wanted to let you all know that Le'Veon Bell has officially been released by the New York Jets. Okay. Um, let's briefly talk about some of the Monday and Tuesday night football takeaways. Is there anything that really stood out to y'all from these games? Titans. Um, it, of, of everything else, the Titans coming out and winning with the dominance that they did. Um, the Bills were 4-0. Now they're 4-1. and um, And they were looking incredible. Man, I thought they were going to keep going. And their defense is usually the strong point. Uh, it was kind of sketch this year, but the Bills always have a good defense. But the Titans put up forty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it was the rest, but I don't know what it was. But the Titans are looking really, really good right now, and they're yeah. sitting undefeated at four and zero. So uh, I don't know. Um, the Titans destroyed the Bills, and that was just mind blowing to me. Yeah. Any takeaways from Chargers uh, at New Orleans? I mean, Herbert's still looking good. I expected Saints to win that game. I called that one. Um, Is Herbert the real deal? I think so. Yeah. He's looking good so far. I mean, it's always too early to call on rookie quarterbacks super early. Um, Joe Burrow, I'm not calling anything on him either. I think Justin Herbert is is, uh, Josh Allen light. I think that that they're similar players. They have similar uh, athletic uh, comps. So um, I think that Herbert looks good. I think that Mike Williams looks revitalized. Um, True. I think catches he had were unreal. I think that Drew Brees is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, um, yeah, Josh Allen looked like he was slowed down a little bit. But, I mean, man, he just got off to a tough start with his receiver, gifting um, Malcolm Brown the interception. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I was telling John about this before we started, but it just was very reminiscent of the – Super Bowl matchup, the first Super Bowl matchup between the Seahawks yeah. and the Broncos where Matt Paradise, the center for the Broncos, launched the ball 15 yards over Peyton Manning's head as the first play of the game in the Super Bowl. The Broncos went on to get smashed that game, even though that was Peyton Manning's record-breaking year, I believe. So, looks um, like looked like this game, honestly, pretty much. Yeah. But Josh Allen still looks good. Uh, Stephon Diggs looks incredible. But, man, Tennessee looks Great. Ryan Tannehill, efficient. I need to go back and watch that game because I didn't get to watch the entire thing. But I want to be able to I'm still not on the Tannehill. I'm still not on Tannehill yet. I know that they just destroyed the Bills. But I don't know. Something – Tannehill last year, I wasn't feeling him. Tannehill this year, I'm not feeling him. I don't know what it is. The good thing, though, is that he's a perfect fit 
Uh, they don't need a guy to go out there and throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. No, they've got Derrick Henry. Henry. They don't need so, a fantastic quarterback. They've got a monster of a running back. I'm just did you happy. see him throw the guy off the screen, though? I did. I did see <laughs> oh, that. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. And then his statement, he says, I need to lay off the arm days. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah, gosh. I'm just happy A.J. Brown looks good and he is healthy. So uh, sure. that'll good be hopefully a little back. bit of a revitalization for my dynasty team, even though I'm 0-5 and in the hole. So I'm right there with you, so don't complain. Boom. All right, let, let us briefly let's, – uh, let's recap. I know that the games are over. Um, the Lakers are your new NBA champions. They were able to beat the Heat in, what was it, six games? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, John, I know you're the main uh, basketball guy out of the three of us. What are your major takeaways, uh, and what do you expect for next year? Um, I think Lakers are still good to go. Um, I still have them as my favorites for next year. I had them as my favorites going into this year. I always joke and say it's a Wizards year, and it's not ever. Um, Lakers are still my favorite. I go back to my statement. I'm never never betting against LeBron. I Charlie called him that they're winning in five games. So went one further. Um, I thought they're going to win in five as well. But I think the Heat look great for years to come with their young team. But I love what LeBron said afterward. He goes, when am I going to start getting my respect? Because he will always be debated with Mike, um, with Michael Jordan about who's the the best player of all time, which I go into, you can't compare them because they're not two similar playing basketball players. They don't play the same style. But, I mean, he's right. When do you start giving him the respect he kind of deserves? He's gone to tons and tons of finals, and he's won now. Now he's got four. So, I think it's huge for LeBron, huge for the Lakers. It's great to see them back. I saw the stat that they actually have won the first game or the first finals of each decade for the past three decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's correct. something kind of fun to see. But yeah. good for the Lakers, good for them to bring it back. I will say, I don't want to go off on a tangent on the whole MJ versus LeBron thing, but I think that I think that it's crazy that LeBron is asking, when is he going to get his respect um, he's already deemed as one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And yeah. so when it, when he's saying I need my respect, he's just saying he wants to be regarded as the best overall, but he's been contradicting himself because he's also talking about how, you know, MJ is great and he doesn't want to be compared in these different things. So he's contradicting himself. He needs to get his story straight. And um, yeah, but you can't go out and say that about Mike though. You can't go, guys, ah, a chump. I'm better. You know, you still have to give Mike his respect, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is that he's saying that he needs his respect when he has been getting his respect. So yeah, I, well, I Mike, think that. Mike never got his hate though. And he still doesn't get his hate. And LeBron. That's also because Michael Jordan was one of the first to do it. Like he did it. That's why. I don't know. There's had... people out there that just hate on LeBron. And so he's just like, when am I going to start getting you know yeah. people need to start respecting me i don't know i'll be excited I, to I, dive I more i i really want to dive more into that conversation um when the nfl season is over because after watching the mj documentary i feel like i've learned a lot more about michael jordan in that era of basketball mm-hmm. so i think i could have a little bit of conversation to bring about that so different area. That'll, can't compare them. that'll be a fun conversation to debate uh after the nfl is over um okay next year i know that the uh Let's see here. I know some big contenders in the NBA are going to be – the Heat are going to be back. The Lakers are going to be good. The Clippers, we'll see what happens with them. The Nets will have Kyrie and uh, uh, and, and what's his name? Golly, Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll see what the Suns do. That'll be interesting to see Suns if they are were – interesting. If they Warriors were are going to be another look at. Steph, the Warriors are Clay, back. and Draymond are all back. Um, so they want to see if they want to make another run at it. Plus, now they have um, – 
God, you just made me blank on him. They just picked him up from uh, – They traded for him. He was. Yeah. Oh, well. But they're going to be looking for another run at it. Yeah. Wiggins, that's who it is. Oh, yeah. Andrew Wiggins. What did they do with the guy that they got from uh, – gosh, I forget his name. He was originally drafted by the Lakers. Then they traded him. Um, man. I'll have to come back to that. Um, You're good at football. You're good at football. It's I'm good right. at football. Yeah, but uh, let's see here. <laughs> there's some. Other, I mean, there's a lot of other good teams. Uh, the Raptors are a good are a good basketball team. Obviously, the Nuggets. Um, you know, a lot of these guys that were in the playoffs this year. Um, I'll be I'll be really excited. Wizards to see. next year. Wizards are going. Okay, whatever you say. Over, isn't Giannis's uh, contract over? Isn't is he gonna? I don't know. I don't know, but he said he wants to stay, so we'll see if he actually does that. But I think it'd be really interesting to see him does. go somewhere else. I think else. he just says that, but actually is going to go somewhere else, personally. But Man, Giannis to the Nuggets or something like that? That'd be, that'd be pretty interesting. Um, all righty, well, let's, let's, move, let's move back into the NFL. Let's, let's kind of review how our Week 5 start sits and pickums went. Uh, Daniel started DJ Moore against Atlanta. Now, this was a... This was kind of a tilt pick for him just because he has DJ Moore and he wanted to see him do well because if you can't do well against Atlanta, you can't do well at all. He came through 19, a uh, little over 19 points. He also wanted to start Justin Jefferson against Seattle, and I understood the thought process. The Seattle DBs aren't very good, but Justin Jefferson was kind of game scripted out, so he only had five points, so that was a little bit of a flop. Yeah, that he started Justin Herbert at New Orleans. This was a great pick um, because you know that New Orleans is always going to keep it a close game. Uh, or at the very least, maybe you were expecting New Orleans to be ahead in this game. And so Justin Herbert was going to have to come back and make magic. And he did. Um, they were actually up for the majority of this game and ended up losing mm-hmm. in overtime because their kicker bounced one off of the upright to win it. Uh, unfortunately, just like at just, just chargers luck, man, but he put up a solid 27 points. Um, Thatcher, you started T Y who had 13 points and I sat him I definitely consider this a win for you because he hasn't been very good. Um, were you pleased with T.Y. scoring 13 for you? I was actually – I was not expecting him to get into double digits, but, I mean – Then why'd you start him? Oh, wait, wait. I did start him. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I think that was – he was all He right. was your uh, start in Carson City. Oh, sorry, oh, there it is. It's, it's a long day, guys. That's, you bring an X factor to this podcast that no one else could ever dream of. That it's was his first week dropping double digits. You picked him as your start, and now you're sick. You weren't expecting it. What do you want from him? I'm sorry. All right. Well, I was actually – I mean, I thought he was a sleeper. But honestly, I, I, I just threw him out in the blue, if I had to be honest. But I think he did better than I thought he would. But I'm glad he did a good first start. So, John, if I remember correctly, I told you that I loved your start. And, True. man, did he come through. It was a monster start. And it Tell was us about Darius Slayton against the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense is so bad. I said it last week, and I said it, I'll say it again. Cowboys defense. I'm bad. not betting on Darius Slayton. I'm. I, I love to bet on Danny Danny Dimes, but the Cowboys defense. I'm betting against them every time. Mm-hmm. He put up twenty point nine points. He's good. He did it against the Steelers defense. Then he kind of had a slump, but then it's Dallas defense. I'm I'm always betting against Dallas defense. For sure. Whose defense sure. is worse, Cowboys or Atlanta? Atlanta. 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 That's a reason why they haven't won a game. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, Cowboys. one of the reasons the Cowboys defense is probably slightly better than the Falcons is because they have a run game, so they can help control time of possession a little bit better than the Falcons can. 
true. Okay, my start was I had two. I had Teddy Bridgewater and Hunter Henry. So Teddy Bridgewater against Atlanta had 21 points. Um, are we sure this is correct? I could have sworn he had more points. I think he had around 27. Um, but nonetheless, up, this is definitely a successful outing for Teddy Bridgewater. Nah. Same, re- same reason that you started uh, DJ Moore was that if you can't do it against uh, you can't do it against Atlanta, then you can't do it at all. So um, I think that this was a great uh, great finish for Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so nonetheless, 20 points, nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, and then Hunter Henry, he had 12 points. I consider this a success. Me last week. Um, any anything above double digits for a tight end uh, nowadays is very good, and New Orleans just hemorrhages points to tight ends. So let's get into sits. Uh, Daniel wanted to sit Jarvis Landry against Indianapolis. He had 13 points. Um, I don't was necessarily consider this a success. He probably was projected around 14. Um, I I don't know if this is a bust though either. He was projected 10. So he actually overperformed his projection because the Colts have been locked down on defense this year. Yes. Technically, he overperformed. But I don't know if this is a – I think this is just a middle. I, I'm not saying it's a bust or a or I a think that – I think that it's a – I don't think that it's the best call, um, but it's not the worst. So I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. Uh, Chuck wanted to sit Melvin Gordon against New England. Of course, he nailed that one because that game was postponed. So Melvin Gordon got you a spank and zero points. Uh, Thatcher, you wanted to sit Nick Foles or pretty much any other quarterback against Tampa Bay. He had less than 13 points. Um, were you were you happy with that with that call? I think I would be happy with that call. Yeah, I was happy with that call. I mean, I don't know. I just don't have any faith in him. But, I mean, that's kind of an obvious pick. But, again, yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Okay, I will say in regards to faith, no, Nick Foles is not going to give you stellar fantasy performances. Yeah. But he has proven that he is the smartest quarterback on the roster. Um, <clears throat> I, don't know, I don't know what analyst – I don't know who it was that broke it down, but they talked about one of the plays that Nick Foles audibled out of, and he was able to read the coverage, and he was able to see that the edge rusher was going to bump off for the – he was going to bump off to guard the flats, and the DB was going to come in for a blitz, and so he was going to have the running back – uh, peel off on a, on a wheel route and Allen Robinson needed to bump the linebacker that was covering David Montgomery. And so uh, he, he called, he nailed that to perfection. That was the David Montgomery, like 30 yard pass uh, towards the sideline. And so if you go back and look at that, he's, he's call, yelling out signals, telling people how to, how to react. And so he is the smartest quarterback for that team. And I think that he deserves to be the starter going forward. I think, I think Nick Foles is fantastic NFL quarterback. Don't think he's a good fantasy quarterback. Right, right. I think Very fantastic true. is a stretch, but he's better than Mitch Trubisky, in my opinion. Even true. though Mitch Trubisky is more athletic, uh, Nick Foles is smarter. So, John, you started Jerry Judy against uh, New yep, England. Sat. Um, sat. Sat Jerry oh, Judy. Oh, you sat Jerry I'm Judy. I'm rubbing off on you, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, you can't hang out with Dutch too long. Um, he dropped a 14-piece. I'm, I'm not upset about my sit. I, If I'm playing Jerry Judy, I want a little bit more points. Um, personally, I could have played him over Justin Jefferson, who could have had a bigger game, and I would have had a great game. But or Chase. I, I'm not upset with that call. I forget what he was projected. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. Wait, first he of was all, postponed. Yeah, that Wait. was postponed. I was confused for a second, too. What are you so... pulling up my um, – Dude, didn't you – That's an old stat. They, now you're 0 for 2 on these points. 
Yeah. I mean, that's on me. That's on me. I put those numbers down. That was against Technically, the Jets. Technically, I nailed that game also. You did nail that game. Okay, <laughs> listeners, this is a blonde brain fart moment from yours truly. Jerry Judy was postponed. Um, zero points. I put up the stats from the Jets game. So, John, congratulations. You nailed it. Finally. I finally got my start and sit right. <laughs> six All righty. Uh, I sat. Man, my sits were kind of a fail. T.Y. Hilton. Okay. I will say, uh, as a start, it's interesting. So I definitely will say that I'm in the middle because as a start, I think that these are good, a decent enough points, especially for T.Y. Hilton. Um, so I think it's a fail as a start, but I also think that it's not that bad of a sit because um, if you sat him, he didn't do much better than he's done on the year so far. I don't think he's had over 10 points except this one time. And so um, <clears throat> if you sat him, you're probably okay. You're not really, you're probably not kicking yourself because hopefully you had another option that um, probably did better than that. So um, do, you, do you regret our trade for T.Y. No, and I, uh, AJ? I don't regret our trade. And oh, it's, it's because it at that time, A.J. Green was being targeted a lot um, right. and he had a ton of air yards. He just wasn't coming down with the ball. Um, but, you know, neither guy are really that good. So it's kind of a wash yeah. anyway. Exactly. Okay, I also said to pump the brakes on Joe Mixon, and he had 15 points against Baltimore. Now, I want to I want to look into the box score to see um, why he produced. Okay, that's why. So, <clears throat> the last two weeks, um, the team has realized that Joe Mixon is definitely better than Giovanni Bernard. There's a reason that they drafted him yeah. in the second round, and he is uh, the starter over Giovanni Bernard to begin with because he's better at everything he does over Giovanni Bernard. So he was involved in the passing game. He had eight targets, caught six balls for 35 yards. So in a PPR format, that's nine points right there. That's a good, that's a good baseline. And then 60 yards on the ground um, puts him at, you know, 15 uh, plus points. So he didn't have a touchdown, but in a PPR format, that's why he was able to stay afloat was all of those receptions. So he's not going to do well unless you're, if you were in a half points or a, um, if you were in a half point, you weren't disappointed, but you weren't pleased. And if you're in a standard, bless your heart, you were disappointed because you only came through with about nine points. Yeah, about nine and a half points. So, um, I mean, that's without a touchdown, though. So I'm still not pumping the brakes on him. No, uh, I think if if he gets touchdowns, that that 15 turns into a 20 very very easily. So, I think that, yeah, exactly. This is a great so, outlook. This is a great outlook for Joe Mixon because they finally realize that he needs to be on the field at all times, catching the football. So and for terms of fantasy. This bodes well for him, and I think that you can expect a little bit of a healthier baseline for Joe Mixon now that they're involving him in the passing game. And all it takes is for him to just fall into the end zone or, uh, you know, break loose on a long run. So I think that now you have a healthy baseline. I think you can probably expect double digits from him going forward, even against some of the tougher matchups. Playing Joe Mixon every week. Yeah, it's about, it's about time to, to get rolling on that. I have him in multiple leagues, so I'm going to have to put my money where my mouth is. Alrighty, uh, let's update Pickham. Uh, I went 10 for four this week. Charlie, 11 for three. Daniel, nine for five. Thatcher, 10 for four. And John breaking 500 once again at eight and six. John, I'm waiting for you to get to double digits, man. Three weeks in a row, I've broken 500. I'm happy. I'm so, waiting for you to get there. Charlie that. has overtaken me on percentage on the season. 73% correct on the season. I'm down to 71%. Daniel's up to 64. Thatcher up to 66. And John up from 52 to 53. So congratulations, John. I'm making moves in the department. I'm going to have to get a couple uh, hundred percenters in these coming weeks to make any sort of movement. But If you had a single 100 percenter, you automatically become host forever. 
Done. Next week. It's coming week. <laughs> He's just been holding Done. out on us. He's ready to take over. You just wait. I love it. I'm a prophet. <laughs> just All right. Well, we mentioned it earlier, but there is no Thursday night football, so y'all can sit tight and hang out on your Thursday night. Um, I just rhymed. That was kind of that was kind of cool. You're welcome, Walt. Average. Average. <laughs> Average. All righty. Well, uh, we have got a wild, wild draft for y'all. Thatcher, can you can you introduce what our draft is going to be? This childhood idea, draft. Hit us with it, dude. It is cereal, man. You can eat it in the morning. You can eat it late at night. It's your best friend. It's cereal. That's right. In the middle of the day. Yeah. Is it edible in the middle of the day? Is that a thing? Can you do that? Uh, if you're having a tough day, yeah, I guess so. I That's know. fair. I feel like if you're eating cereal at two or three p.m. in the day, your day is probably on the decline. <laughs> or you're so, working uh, from home. Yeah, but I just feel like if you're eating cereal that late in the afternoon, you messed something up. <laughs> yeah, you woke up late. Just I don't know. True, I feel yeah. that. Okay, now that you put it that way, okay, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. But so if you're bored. now if you're having cereal at like 10 p.m., that's kind of like a dessert, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I've had okay. that. That's a late night snack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's a good one. Honestly, that's not dessert. That's after dessert. That's I need my to go late check snack. my pantry to see yeah. if I have any decent cereals. I never had a lot of sugary cereals, so this draft is going to be interesting. Alrighty, uh, let's bring out our our favorite friend Olaf, and let's see who the pick is going to be. Um, I bet you I probably pick Daniel or Charlie first. Probably. Uh, Thatcher, you're the number one pick, my man. Thatch. Oh, I yeah, think that there's a clear number one. Uh, Daniel is number two, but he's not here, so he gone. No. Number one. All right, John, and then me. So uh, swing. Charlie would have been one of the later picks. So uh, I would have I been. Can't. I'm the third. Um, so Charlie, if you're listening to this right now from wherever you are, congratulations, you didn't get the first pick again. So it's going to be Thatcher, and then it's four gonna be John. We're going to go four, four rounds, person. and then I have the swing pick, and I'm excited. Hopefully, I get one of my uh, main ones to come back to me. So uh, Thatcher, you're on the clock. What do you got? So mine not be the number one pick, but it is for me because I eat it all the time. It's they're more than good, they're great. It's frosted flakes. <laughs> this is definitely a first round caliber, though, in my opinion. Thank you. I love frosted flakes. I think it's not too sweet, um, and it's just crunchy enough. But if you let them sit for too long, it's 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 a mess. John, you're on the clock, my man. True. I am. Don't going you do it. With... Mm. Don't do it. I wanted to see. Because what my second option would kind of depend on my first one. I'm Don't going with Apple Jacks. Ooh, okay, thank God. Okay. Apple Jacks almost didn't even make my list. Are you? Are you all right? Are I just don't really serious? remember eating them. That's all I ate. Dude, in the bean? There, yeah, that was clutch. Oh, yeah, the ACU world-famous bean. Oh yeah. True. Just in case there are any new listeners, we all we know each other because we all went to Abilene Christian University and uh, – the bean is the name of the cafeteria for the school. Thank so you. yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the world famous bean. It helped people out during war efforts, something like that. So that's why I it's called the world famous bean. Okay, you got a swing. Yeah, I got the swing pick, and I think that I have the clear one hundred and one. And uh, I'm not going to waste any time, and I'm just going to take uh, my people. Uh, you know, it's my favorite cereal, cinnamon toast crunch. Um, oh yeah, this cereal is legit. Uh, it is delicious it has great flavor not too sweet very crunchy uh and it makes your milk when you're done taste great and i think that's an underrated part of it um okay my number two pick um i i'm one of those people where if i eat too much sugar i just feel sick 
And it's safe to say that whenever we bought this cereal, I had a lot of mornings feeling sick because I would just have bowl after bowl after bowl of the cocoa crispies, the chocolate rice crispies. Those things. And they just like popped in your mouth. Oh, dude, they were so delicious. So chocolatey. And you want to talk about that milk? Dude, that milk when you were done, the best chocolate milk of your life. All right, John. Nothing nothing compared to my Reese's Puffs. No! That was, okay, I was hoping that was going to swing back. No, that's not swinging back. Okay. No. Cons, they destroy the roof of your mouth. I don't care. You're scattered. That's a a happy pain. Like, I am taking that. There's only so much you can do against peanut butter and chocolate as a combination. You can't degrade it too you far. Cannot it's just it's impossible. Apple Jacks into Reese's Puffs. I already got a lock on this one. All right, Thatcher, you got another swing. I'm, I'm excited to see if you're going to throw away this uh, this draft with your next two picks. So uh, prove me wrong. You're really good at that. With Captain Crunch. Okay, Captain Crunch. Not a bad pick. This is like a peanut butter cereal. No chocolate, but peanut butter nonetheless. Okay, you're on the clock again. You've got your third pick. What do you got? All right, I've got Cookie Crisp. Dang it, dude! I love me some Cookie Crisp. So good. Cookie. Cookie Crisp. So. Dude, they're good. Is that the one that you were talking about earlier? Yeah, exactly. The sleever. Yeah, we we were we were discussing a little bit. I forgot all about this. Yeah, we made sure to do a little bit of research before we started recording, um, because there we knew there were going to be someone slipping through the cracks. So, y'all better y'all better freaking get involved on Twitter and tell us if we're missing any of your favorites. Tell us if we're crazy with where we're picking these things and uh, get involved. John, you're on the clock. Lucky Charms, lock. Okay, you know what? I've seen a lot of terrible oh. reviews for Lucky Charms on all of the lists that I saw. Are you reading reviews oh. on cereal? No, just okay, one it. of the, I looked up like three different websites just so I wouldn't miss any cereals. And there was one that was like a chart that like broke it up into four segments. No. No. Lucky Charms was on the Lucky wrong Charms. side. No. <laughs> to be so fair good. though, to be fair, if you don't have a decent amount of marshmallows in your bite, they're abysmally bland. It's disgusting. You're abysmally bland. Don't talk so you're telling me that if you take the marshmallows out, it's still a good cereal? Do not talk-ish about my Lucky Charms. I would okay. rather have carrot for breakfast than Lucky Charms without the marshmallows. My God, you hurt me. <laughs> All right, so I have two picks. This is tough. Um, there's definitely a slam dunk here. It's not as a well. It's not as well known because I think our generation it it, it became popular right when we were kind of growing out of having. I don't know. I, I just feel like cereal is a, is not a thing that older kids eat when they're older. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but <clears throat> okay. I'm gonna take Crave. Have you all ever heard of Crave? Oh, Crave is good. It's like the chocolate filled cereal. Yeah, yeah. I like those. Yeah. So I really, really enjoyed Crave. Never actually was, had it, but I've heard of it. It's on it. Dude, honestly, the next time you see it at the grocery store, just grab it and have a bowl. And it's, it's pretty darn good. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, okay. So this is tough. I'm split between two and I know which one I'm going to take. I'm going to write it down um, because there's different flavors that I love. Um, I'm going to take special K because I, uh, that was probably one of the fruitiest cereals I was allowed to eat growing up, um, consistently at least. And they had some good ones. They had like a like a yogurt and fruit mix, just the pla- classic strawberry. There was the choc- the dark chocolate and strawberry. Um, my favorite was the like yogurt and and and, uh, and fruit one. But but yeah, I mean, I honestly enjoyed Special K a lot. Um, 
and I'll tell y'all what my honorable mention is later. I know that nobody's going to take it, but it's like a, it's like a cereal that you have like the, on your resume, you have to be at least 80 years or older to eat this cereal. Uh, but I loved it. So I mean, I'm, I'm willing to run. Do you want to run a fifth round? We can do a fifth round if y'all want. I, I honestly, I, I would say, I would rather do a fourth because I'm going to be, I'm going to feel obliged to take that. And it's honestly just going to bring me down in the polls, even though it's delicious. I don't know. Right. I'll let y'all decide if y'all want to do five, we can. We can do five. There's only three of us. We might as well. John, do you want right, to do bet. four or five? Five. Dang it. five. Okay. All right, I'm John. Fruit Loops as my four. Okay. Fruit Loops Mother as truck. your four. Honestly, I might not even take it. I might just have to pivot for the polls for the votes. Thatcher, you got your final two picks. All right. Let's go. Thatcher go. goes profanities. We're going to go. That one. And then we're going to go. Wait, I didn't hear the first one. Speak into your mic. Honeycombs. Okay. Those things are humongous. You can only have like seven in one bowl. For sure. You know what? And then for the last one, I'm just going to make it simple. Let's go Cheerios. Why not? Yeah, Cheerios has fallen. That's a good one. That's like Honey Nut Cheerios are like number one on like lists everywhere. But I'm just not very impressed with Cheerios, to be honest. I had to add sugar to my Cheerios. Damn. Yeah, it's too... I don't know. There's not enough sugar. John, who are you rounding out as your number five? Your center, your big man in the middle. Okay, Trix was the last one that I had on my list uh, that I actually know. Mm. Okay, so I'm considering, do I take Golden Grams, even though it's pretty much the exact same thing as as Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah. Um, Yeah. For the sake of the polls, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Golden Grams. because I think that I basically get my first pick twice and uh, they're delicious. Okay. But they're <sighs> the cereal that I was talking about. Have y'all ever heard of Cracklin Oat Bran? You're yeah. making that up. No, it's, it, it even sounds like a cereal for senior citizens. Like it's on no the senior shot, citizen menu real. at Denny's. You have to be 55 or older to order this food. Um, but I, I would spend a lot of summers at, with my grandparents and, uh, you know, of course, grandparents are older and so are, are older people. And so they had these older cereals uh, and I had some of that stuff and they look like hollowed out like uh, squares. But honestly, dude, they're pretty delicious. And I really enjoy Cracklin' Oat Brand. It's, it's a good cereal, man. And it's relatively healthy. So that go. rounds us out. Not we a went shot. five deep. Thatcher, you had Frosted Flakes, Cap'n Crunch, Cookie Crisp, Honeycombs, and Cheerios. John, you had Apple Jacks, Reese's Puffs, Lucky Charms. Fruit Loops and Trick. So you're just going for like blood on the on the roof of your mouth by the end of the meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, but it's a happy pain. It's a happy blood. Have you ever eaten any of those and been angry or Feels sad? Good. Every single one of those makes you happy. <laughs> Every single one? It depends how many bowls Every I have before I start to get upset. One it's an opportunity cost happy. situation. All right. And I had Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Cocoa Krispies, Crave, Special K, and Golden Grams. Um, Okay, that's going to be it. Y'all better get involved and vote me because clearly I have the best picks, as always. Would you? I'm sure you can all agree. John's shaking his head yes. Just kidding. No, he's not. No shot. (laughs) (laughs) There's some sugary stuff, man. Insult me like that. There's some sugary stuff right here. Um, Okay, yeah. I might have to have a bowl of cereal tonight and maybe get tested for diabetes in the morning, but... Um, all right, that's going to be it for uh, this episode of the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. Make sure you tune in 
on Friday morning for our second episode of the week. Don't forget we're doing two episodes a week uh, during the NFL season, and then we'll probably drop back down to one. Uh, we just didn't want to give you all two and a half hour long podcasts. So once again, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. Make sure and check us out on social media at BeWaterboys on Twitter, where you can stay up to date and never miss a show while you're Good. at it. If you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Uh, Rate us. Maybe, maybe even just tell a friend. Uh, get, get some, some new tell people listening. <laughs> Vote on our polls. Get involved on Twitter. Tell us draft Vote. ideas. John, you're driving me crazy. I love it, though. I love it. I love the energy. Y'all need to vote. Get on these polls. Energy. Um, that's right. Energy galore. Um, hair. Hair, we definitely appreciate. Lacking. Hairline? <laughs> yeah, hairline? This, this, once again, this episode is not sponsored by hair. But once again, thanks for joining us on this episode of the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. We'll see you next time. We're out of here. Deuces. Stay classy. Stay classy.